Welcome to Rush Hour Fitness Podcast. This is episode number 72. I'm your host, Terry, and your co-host, Malcolm, here. Hey, guys. What's going on? So in today's episode, uh, we're discussing about just being efficient in the gym. How can you, I guess, make your time uh, the most efficient it could be? How can you could use that time and not waste time in the gym? Being unproductive, right? Because I think a lot of people, for the most part, I think many people don't like going to the gym. Mm-hmm. So if you can make it more efficient and if you can help yourself achieve your goals quicker mm-hmm. you might start enjoying the process of going to the gym and it ends up being something you enjoy doing right, in yeah. the long run so I have a question so like what do you what do you feel like is the proper amount of time someone should should be in the gym like time period like for like, a normal general for no, pop- for normal general population kind of, kind of person normal you know general population I'd say about an hour to an hour and a half okay like if they could do two hours, that'd be great. I yeah. mean, but I think that's very difficult for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I know for us as trainers, we we could we could work out for two two and a half hours. Yeah. Uh, but I guess for most individuals, about an hour, at least an hour, I would say, mm-hmm. just to get everything in, and an hour and a half just for the additional stuff. Like if you want to work on some issues with mobility, um, you're tight in certain areas. Or you want to do additional cardio, right? Then I'll add that half an hour. But I think an hour and a half. Maybe. What do you think? Um, I was always, I mean, I was always told an hour is the right. is the best way. Yeah. Um. So I guess. I guess like don't. I guess like I don't want to try and like think about not counting the mobility mobility stuff, but it's yeah. so important that it does it does play a role. I in mean, especially for yeah for us, it's like we could just go in there probably not do mobility yeah, work yeah, right probably before. Do. But a lot of people who are listening, people who who need the mobility work, yeah, yeah. Who, who have different jobs than s- from standing and they're sitting all the time, they, mm-hmm. they probably need that mobility work. Now, do you think you can get everything you need in the gym, aside from mobility, in an hour? Uh, yeah, you can, but it's just like depending on what your goals are. Like if your goals are to build strength and you want to build maximum strength and it's going to take longer it's going to take longer right so you're going to need more rest time so I mean I'm, I'm sure you agree that if you have as much time as you can mm-hmm. take as much rest as you need it for especially your main lifts or compound lifts mm-hmm. I think that's what's most important um, I think a lot of people tend to just rush through that right, or try yeah. to like superset that with everything else instead right. of like um, squat here and then I'm going to go uh, do some dumbbell presses like if you if you want to get stronger uh, which is going to help you in the long run right I think it's getting stronger for a lot of people even if you're not a powerlifter, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think there's a lot of benefits of just getting stronger and just working on one movement, like, and one exercise at a time. Right, yeah. Because um, it allows you to just focus more and you don't have to think too much about which muscles I need to activate. Mm-hmm. And it's, for a lot of people, I think one exercise at a time is a little better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, uh, if you have a limited amount of time, then that might not be the best way to go about it for mm-hmm. a lot of people I mean what do you think you think people need to rest longer people need to I guess stop supersetting as much well I guess I guess you know, we know that there are energy systems out there you know right, I mean, right. Mm-hmm. You spo- you're supposed to train all of them you know it's fine to like rest two minutes between each set right um, some people think oh you know some people feel like oh no no you're supposed to just keep going you know like superset it with a little bit of core yeah but uh, if you're trying to build maximal maximal strength, no, um, that's cl- clearly not the way to go. Mm. Uh, we want to train all 
energy system so there is a time and place for everything you know i right. feel like there's a time and place to go okay like let's superset that with something else you know right. um but for the most part uh, i do think there are times you do need to rest and there are times you do need to like superset things um right. also depends on how you feel too you know if there's if these are muscle groups like uh, your biceps, triceps, things like that, you can superset them, you know, if it's a knee flexion movement, like leg extensions, hamstring curls, right. that's fine, you know, mm -hmm. but when it comes to like, you know, press overhead or it comes to like, uh, you know, when it comes to like, a, or a deadlift or a squat, those are movements when you get to a certain level that's, you just really can't superset them, you know. Yeah, uh, especially when you get to a certain amount of weight um, and you're working with you know, so much intensity. Yeah. Uh, you're gonna have to rest, and like Malcolm said about in terms of energy system, um, I definitely agree that we need to try to hit all three energy system. Mm -hmm. Um, so uh, you want to go over like the three energy systems, so just in right. case people are unfamiliar with that. Right. Yeah. So, um, so well, hold on, well, I, well, we kind of break down almost the. Well, we're, the main thing we're going to talk about today is like the, so like conditioning efficient in there, strength efficient in there, and then vanity efficient in there. Right, so that's three things, yeah. yeah. I mean, energy system is not really, so energy system, let, let's go back and talk about that. Um, so you have your, create, there's of course, there's creatine phosphate, right. your, um, your, your glucose um, energy system, which is just break down carbs. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, so you have those two. And I think the last one is just um, it's the one that you don't use much. Uh, I forgot what what it was. Yeah, it was, I don't, uh, those I don't remember too much. I remember the first two you named. Um, the last one I can't remember what it is. Uh, I can't remember. Fuck. Yeah, cause creatine phosphate, and I believe it was uh, one with do with glucose, and yeah. then the third one is might be. I'm not sure if it's a breakdown of protein, but I I don't recall what it was in particular. But in terms of just building those energy system, I think a lot of times people focus more on cardiovascular and um, using that glucose system, right? Uh, energy system instead of using um, the power explosive right. energy system, which is creatine phosphate, and uh, people tend to just stick with that. Yeah. And they don't really tap into the other energy system, right. which they need help develop. Right. Uh, but let's go back and talk about the three topics that you want to talk about. Yeah. In terms of, uh, so yeah. So energy. So energy systems. All those energy systems play a role when it comes to conditioning, strength training, and it comes to like, I guess vanity, vanity a little bit as well, and like the what you want to look like. Mm -hmm. So all those, all of that comes together when you're trying to do conditioning and strength training. So like, for example. You can do uh, high intensity, uh, like sprints. You can do sprints in the gym. Right. So like you can do like a sprint for a minute, and you can walk for a minute. You know that's a way. That's a style of conditioning. Yeah. But then there's also a steady state. We just walk in the treadmill for 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 um, you know, for a certain amount of time or on incline. You know, we yeah. don't you don't change the, you don't change your heart rate. It just stays the same. Mm -hmm. You know, you can. That's another style you can do as well yeah what we see for the most part we'll see people in, in the gym they always think that more is better so they'll do like a spin class four days a week and they'll just keep going you know monday wednesday friday saturday spin all four days right and in most people's head they believe okay this is a this is a uh, 
an efficient way of exercise. Yeah. Um, if you want to lose weight, um, yes, you lose weight from it. Obviously, there's going to be a point where you're not going to lose weight anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's people who have this, you know, then that combines with how you want to look. So, like, if you spend too much time doing spin and not enough time strength training, then you're not going to achieve the, the goal of, I guess, dropping body fat in your midsection or putting on the most amount of muscle on certain parts of your body that you want to put on. So, like, you'll, you'll kind of, like, almost run your body to the ground. So there's, there's that one energy system of just of spin, of, like, a, a spin bike for, like, 45 minutes to an hour that people will do a lot. And it's, it seems to, like, in their head, seems to be, like, a good thing, you know, because it's gotten to where they are today, where they lost 30, 40 pounds, whatever. But then there comes that point where we're trying to, like, do what's the next step. And it's doing what you did in the past, but less of it, you know, mm-hmm. what got you there. And it sounds crazy, but that's kind of the way you have to, like, change how you how your, your mindset is. You know, you can't just be in the gym running on the treadmill for 30 minutes straight or doing a spin class four days a week every single, you know, all the time. It has to be, you kind of have to change the gears from there, you know. Yeah. Um, so the kind of condition that we, you know, I, I've always, you know, I remember you telling me before that if it was up to you, you would have to do a low-intensity cardio all the time. You know, you have them do like a steady state for the most part. Strength training. Yeah. And then, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was up to me. I mean, I don't think, I don't, I think high intensity interval training is, is like, it's all right. I mean, I only do it really mainly because we're only limited to an hour, right? Like if I had an hour and a half, mm-hmm. I would literally tell my clients to, that last half hour. Just walk on a treadmill. Just walk on a treadmill because um, it's low impact, right? Mm-hmm. Um less taxing on the nervous system right um, we should be all do all the, i think we should be doing all a lot of taxing on the nervous system through lifting mm-hmm. and just do the steady state cardio and just just to get extra calories burned right do that instead of doing uh doing like battle ropes for like three rounds mm-hmm. 15 seconds each I, I i really don't think that's cardio right yeah. um i kind of just add it in there for just to make it more fun for my clients first off and then two um just to burn and get extra calories and just mm-hmm. to get the heart rate going but it's not I want to say it's like actual cardio when in terms of like helping your cardiovascular right um, I, I've seen posts of uh, who said someone someone I follow was it Eric Cressy or someone said that mm-hmm. um, said that like batter ropes or stuff like that is not considered cardio cardio or yeah. cardiovascular work yeah I mean as, I guess that's in my opinion that's a little bit I guess debatable I guess yeah, yeah. Um, because cardio can be uh, if anything anything that involves your heart rate for a long period of time that's in my opinion considered to be cardio right um, whether it's 10 seconds or whether it's 15 or whether it's 15 minutes or 30 mm-hmm. 30 minutes um, mm-hmm. it's still your heart rate's up for a long period of time a stretch stretch of time for for a for a conjunct amount of time doing right. one repetitive movement right so it is it is a cardiovascular movement it may not be the same as like uh, walking on a treadmill so right. like so like sprinters or athletes, they run. They may run for like a short amount of time. Like baseball yeah, yeah. players have to have cardiovascular in a short amount of time, um, but at the same time, they're not as conditioned as someone who can run a marathon yeah, or someone course, who, yeah. who can ride a bike for yeah. hours on end. Yeah. So, like I said, I was explaining to people as well. Like it's low impact to walk in a treadmill or the stairmaster or some kind of low intensity cardio uh, after you get done with the workout. If you have an hour and a half, if we had an hour and a half, that's what we would do for the most part. Yeah. But but since we only have an hour, we just conjunct everything together to to an uh, to like the high intensity, where we can just uh, burn still burn calories, but at the same time we have to like 
still do some kind of conditioning just to like right. help them burn, you know, get the get the results they want when it comes to weight loss. Yeah, I mean, for an hour, for for a lot of my clients, I I mean, I focus a lot on this the weightlifting and teaching. Yeah. Because uh, I think what that's what personal training is for a lot of people is like learning how to do movements, learning how to do specific exercises, mm-hmm. and then because anyone could do cardio, I think right. anyone could get themselves on a battle rope and mm-hmm. start moving it or anyone could do sprints on their own anyone could walk on a treadmill on their own those are like the simple stuff that they could do mm-hmm. um, yeah I think we need to include it as trainers but I think more more importantly we need to uh, teach our clients how to do movement how to do exercises mm-hmm. so eventually they could just be able be comfortable to do it on their own right yeah yeah, yeah I think that's the more important part right. than the conditioning yeah, but uh, yeah, if someone trying to lose weight, yeah, you got to you got to do your cardio. Right, if you're trying to lose weight, yes, conditioning. Uh, for some people, you do, they don't. Some people don't do conditioning just for 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 this their specific sport. Mm. But uh, for the most part, um, most of our clients, they kind of have to do it, you know, because they're trying to. Most of them are most of them are trying to drop some body fat and trying to like put on a little bit more muscle. Yeah, they, yeah. So they have to do it. Yeah. Um. I, but I've noticed that when I am training my clients and I am training them to lift. The time goes by faster because I have to teach more. Right. And I, we don't go from one thing to another. Right. So when they, so like for example, I have clients who master a squat and a deadlift and a bench press. Right. So teaching them how to power clean or do a clean is something that I so I've implemented a lot of, and either with a kettlebell or a small bar, mm. or or barbell. You know, yeah. teach them how to do that. To me, I've. Now I can be uh, now they and I can be more efficient in the gym, and I can also teach them and um, a lot more. Mm. And so when I'm, you know, when you're always teaching somebody, you're always learning. You're always you're always gonna automatically grow, and then you can make you broaden what you can do in the gym. I feel so like from there now we can go into like the strength portion. So like conditioning, we know that um, you know the the same kind of repetitive conditioning all the time, like. Same repetitive high intensity all the time is not a direction we want to go in. Yeah, yeah. So when we implement a little bit of low intensity, a little bit of like high intensity in there, that's a good mixture. But when it comes to strength, being being a lifter, obviously we want to squat, we want to deadlift, we want to press. You know, you want to do some kind of push, mm. and then from there you want to implement. Uh, I mean, you can implement a power clean from there. That's optional. Uh, right. I have for my people for for some of my people because it's. It's just for me. For me, it, it allows me to just become a coach, you know, more often. Because mm. when they've gotten good at something, it just they go through it so fast. You know, what I mean, they right. go through. They'll it'll be, and they're and they're and for them, it's a PR for a squat. Mm. But they're but they will rest maybe forty five seconds to a minute. And in my head, I want them to rest more. But in their head, they're like, I'm gonna just keep going. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like because they're already so good at it. I don't yeah, have to yeah. coach them anymore on it right. anymore. So like they're already good at it. So. Mm throwing in a power clean and now it's like okay now we can sit back and we can both learn how to do something and I can teach you how to do something I can learn more about you as well yeah. and then so from there that's why I implement that in there as well I feel like most people should mm. just some implementing kind of, new exercise yeah okay. so just just because like you're gonna get good at a squat and a deadlift if you consistently do it over six weeks Six, eight, six weeks or eight weeks, whatever, 12 right. weeks, you're going to be pretty good at it for at, sooner or later. Right. In other words, you don't need much coaching in it anymore. Right. So after that, then you can implement something that's a little more complex. Mm. And then that even makes you more more efficient in the gym when you come to strength training. So you can so then from there, you can say, okay, like, now I can clean, now I can 
uh, burn more calories doing just one movement and then being in one spot. You know, it's because you can do it so many different ways. You can do it for strength, breathing. You can do it for power. You can do it for conditioning as well, like a complex as well with it. Right. So it it just allows you to just make your hour even more efficient because with the bench press and the squat, we can add so many different variations in there. And they're still going to be kind of good at it, even if you do add the variations. Right. You know, so like they they've they've kind of like okay, like we we can squat, we can do we can do a pull squat, we can do a uh, you know uh, a pin squat, we can do uh, halfway squats, whatever it is. We can do one leg deadlift, deadlift two point oh, we can mm-hmm. or one point We can do a single leg deadlift, RDL, whatever it yeah. is, and then a bench press. We can do close grip, wide grip, yeah. uh, Swiss bar, incline. You know, they're Regardless of how you look at it, the angle may change, how their hands are may change, yeah. how their feet position may change, um, but at the same time, they're still going to be pretty good at it for the most part. And, you know, yeah. so that's why I implement the the cleans in there because most people aren't going to be good at that movement for a while, mm-hmm. you know, and it's and just learning the movement, you're just constantly um, moving over and over and over again, trying to get the movement down. In that process, you're still burn, you're burning more calories than you probably know, you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in terms of being efficient in a gym, I think any type of power movements like that, uh, that power cleans, uh, either with kettlebell or with the barbell, snatches, Mm -hmm. uh, push presses, I think those are going to be your most efficient movements in terms of doing everything, Mm -hmm. (laughs) everything that you want to do. Like, you want to burn calories, Mm that will help you burn calories. You want to build muscle, that's going to help you build a ton of muscle. Right. you want to be strong that, that's gonna help you get strong so mm-hmm. i think that incorporates all three right. in terms of like push pull uh and core work and mobility and stability everything combined mm-hmm. uh so in terms of efficiency i think that's the number one movement if, if you just want to like it like i get these questions all the time like oh, if you have one exercise to choose <laughs> what exercise would be yeah, like yeah. some type of power movement i think power cleans or like uh full kettlebell cleans or something like that snatches mm-hmm. those are probably gonna be my number one options in terms of like if i just do one movement because i think that hits the whole body mm-hmm. and that's that's gonna just help you achieve your goals that you want to achieve right in the gym right yeah i think i, I believe that you can then once i feel like once you learn that you can add, add so much to your repertoire as far as like when a workout when you knew when you are in your workout you know you can add so much to it there's so much you can add to, like, to like everything you're doing, you know, in the gym. So, for example, I give you a perfect example, like a guy trained Danny Danny Glass. Yeah. The, we only do power cleans now as our movement. We don't do anything else. We don't do, we don't squat. We don't bench press. We don't deadlift for this month. For this month right now, we don't do any of that stuff. The only time we deadlift is when we do um, trap bar deadlifts. So are you doing like uh, heavy power cleans? Heavy power cleans, yeah. Okay. Um, so we'll do, for example, we'll do heavy power cleans. Are you doing um, push presses with that, or just yeah the power, the the clean and jerk? Oh, clean and jerk. Okay. So we do that as our main movement. So it's almost like I'm training him like Olympic lifter. We will do uh, power cleans. Um, uh, we'll do let's say three by three at mm-hmm. 150 pounds. Right. Um, then once that's done, we'll go into hand cleans. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe like 120 pounds. The same thing, three by three. Mm-hmm. By that time, it's like six ten, you know. And that turns of we start. Let's say we start at five thirty. Okay, it's about okay. six ten at this time. So uh, by then we have you know we can do everything we're good at within this hour frame within this hour period, and I use it as conditioning. So I do the so travel. So like the last thirty minutes. The last t- twenty to thirty minutes, we can use it as conditioning. You know, 
last 20 minutes for the most part. What will you do in that last So, for, for example, we'll do, we'll do uh, dead hang uh, pull-ups. It means you can, mm-hmm. we'll do uh, full kneeling kettlebell overhead press. Well, the right. Are, those, are these a lot of AMRAPs? Are you um, so, the, so the pull-ups are as many as you can. And like three sets? Uh, no, that's, this, is, this is all a, a jumbo set. So, but it's only one set of everything? Uh, yeah, one set. Uh, so it's like, no, not one set. It's a jumbo. It's like, it's like we go from, it's like a station almost. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I got it, got it, got it. So we'll do as many as you can on the hang, dead hang pull-ups. Mm. You'll do a kettlebell overhead press. Mm. Uh, full kneeling, then we'll write the trap bar deadlifts. Mm. That, that there is kind of heavy, so we might do like five to seven reps, mm. and then we'll go right into the wind bike. So that's a round. That's one round. So these are all movements that he's really good at mm-hmm. that we don't, I don't have to even coach him in any, anymore, right, you know, right. and that's going to automatically tax him as far as conditioning goes. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good way to go about it. And I think amp reps are great too, um, even though uh, it can be dangerous for a lot of people. Yeah, it can be kind uh, of dangerous. I think yeah. amp reps are efficient if you're, if you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, let's say if you do push-ups, I like to do that for yeah, some of my yeah. clients as well. Amp rep for push-ups. Right. Uh, amp rep for... Uh, pull-ups are great as well so um, clients already know what they're doing and, and if you know what you're doing people are listening and you're good at a movement mm-hmm. uh, incorporate some AMRAPs. reps you don't have to do three sets of ten all the time right mm-hmm. uh, AMRAPs reps allow you to push close to failure yeah. um, and also uh, help you hit some PR as well so like doing three sets of ten and then that might be too easy for you for a lot of like especially clients that are, have been lifting for a while mm-hmm. like three sets of ten is pretty easy like and they can't really go up to heavier weight because they start form start breaking down. So yeah. maybe instead of just doing three sets of ten, just do amrap, like yeah. do a set of amrap, see how many you could do, mm-hmm. and then uh, maybe next week try to do a little more mm-hmm. of the amrap. Right. Hit yeah. a new PR. Right. For amrap. Yeah. So like the first week we were doing the dead hang pull ups, he was yeah. only getting five. Yeah. Because in the past, how he did pull ups was just it wasn't as far down. You know, yeah, we, okay. didn't, we didn't. It wasn't as a, an efficient movement. Mm. So now, I, you know, I say you have to come to full extension. You yeah. have to pull all the way up. Yeah. So the first week he did it, he was only getting five yeah. a set, you know. Okay. And then he started, then last, this last week he was getting six. Mm. This this past week he got ten on the first set. And then yeah. kind of then from there it was just eight, 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 seven. Okay, okay. You know, so he's improved since then as far as like his debt, his pull-ups. Yeah. So that's just what I mean as far as like efficient Efficiency in the gym. Yes, you don't have to go about it this way, but seeing, seeing as we only have an hour, this is how I go about it because mm. I don't stretch him at the end, you know. Right. So he do just go straight through that whole time, right. and so I, for him, it's a very efficient way of going about it because his power cleans, you know, burn so many calories just from doing three reps at 150 mm. pounds for him yeah. at least, you know. And then from there, his hand cleans, and then from there, his high intensity deadlifts, his pull ups, his uh, his overhead press. And yeah. then the wind bike, we only go ten seconds, maybe five to ten seconds on there as well. Oh. So he's, so he's exerting a lot of energy, but not putting a lot of time into the movement. So we then yeah. from there, you you can see that he's like, you know, he's efficiency. You know, you're you're doing so much, you're doing so so many different movements that are efficient in the gym, and you're still burning so many calories. Yeah. So for an hour, that's like a good, in my opinion, that's like a really good way of like hitting everything for the you know everything you can in the, for the most part yeah um obviously you don't really hit the you know the vanity kind of stuff for, for, you know we don't really hit arms we don't really hit triceps that much yeah i mean but for most clients it's really general population clients i think people people who are listening right mm-hmm. um if you're gonna want to lose body fat you want to drop weight and you're only working out twice a week hitting arms is not it's not no, efficient for it's not you efficient at all for you like, like no. 
like maybe you can add it in there once every two weeks if you have some time you know mm-hmm. do three sets of AMREP as many as you can or like three sets of 15 yeah, high yeah. repetitions yeah. other than that like you're not gonna have time for it or either that you're just gonna be putting it in and you could be doing something else that's more efficient and mm-hmm. exactly. um, burning more calories but I do like the fact that um you add in some wind, uh, wind bike mm-hmm. work in there I think that's important I think a lot of people are scared to add in some resistance training with their cardio work at the mm-hmm. same time yeah um and, but I think it's very uh, it's very helpful in terms of just getting everything in, right? So instead of just walking on a treadmill for 20 minutes straight, you could break that up into... So here's some practical advice, I think, for a lot of people who are listening. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of, uh, of our talks has been um, how we go about doing things and right. why we're doing it like this. But so people who are listening and you want to have some practical advice, that's why I recommend it. If you have a 20-minute treadmill walking, this is given, given that you have enough... Um, equipment in the gym and you know and you could go around bouncing from place to place and you can incorporate all these sets. so let's say you have to do a 20 minute treadmill walk at the end for your for an exercise or something that you usually do for cardio mm-hmm. you could break that into five minute intervals and you can do four rounds of that so that'll be like what four sets of five minute mm-hmm. and then after every five minute like you said you could do your as many rep pull-ups as you can mm-hmm. uh you could add in a push right? right so after you do your pull-ups you could do uh some maybe some overhead pressing right. or some type of uh pressing bench pressing or um, dumbbell presses on a flat bench mm-hmm. and then go back on your treadmill do another five minutes mm-hmm. and do your push pull like you don't have to just do your lifting first and then your cardio you could incorporate within your your lifting right, and yeah. you could get both in at the same time I think that's a that's a little more fun too and you're not just like stay, um, going on a treadmill for like 20 minutes mm-hmm. doing right. nothing like just looking at the TV right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I like that I, I used to do that a long time ago when yeah. I trained clients for a half hour yeah I used to do that a lot that was like my main thing cause, yeah I mean know. I think the uh, the windmill bike rowing machine and the ski erg mm-hmm. are the best for this because um, mm-hmm. you don't have to do it for that long yeah. you could just do it for like let's say burn 10 calories or go for 15 calories or go for 20 seconds mm-hmm. and then we go right off that and then we go right into the lifting right yeah yeah i like it i like it. yeah definitely i used to do that like i said i did that a long time ago especially if you someone who only has 30 minutes yeah yeah obviously the movements you do when you get off the treadmill have to be kind of fast yeah you, know, yeah. you can't rest too much you have to yeah, really, yeah. Oh, go pretty fast you know yeah. um i kind of your rest period is like walking on a treadmill for five minutes yeah you know yeah so you could do like um i think other things i also like uh, I guess practical advice for people who are listening. Mm-hmm. Um, you could do your windmill bike, do a sprint, right? And then you could go do, um, like a, let's say a heavy push. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say you push the, uh, if you have a sled, that would be great. You could push the sled. Mm-hmm. Um, if not, you could do like heavy dumbbell presses. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, you could add in a, a carry. Right. Like that That works on your grip, that works on your core. Right. right? Still works on your cardiovascular work. Um, so stuff like that. Yeah. And then you could do three to five rounds of that. Yeah, you could, and your body will be fine, and you could be efficient with that. Yeah, in, in my opinion. So, like, in that time frame now, let's say you have someone who. Now this is this is giving that okay. Like, let's say all of this mm-hmm. is, um, let's say all of this is gonna make you know we know that most is gonna make someone uh, lose body fat. We're gonna we know all this is gonna make someone uh, lose weight in the midsection. Right, right. But most people don't believe that. And um, most people don't believe us when we say that. Mm. So what would you recommend as far as like uh, midsection or like a core exercise that you can do that's not like a seated cable, like a, uh, like a seated uh, machine crunch or something like that, you know, like we, you know, 
something I, to build abs or something to like burn calories and lose just midsection? Uh, both. We can we can kind of cover with both. Okay. Because, like, like we said, like like I said, we can tell that to them with a blue in the face, mm. but they're not gonna believe us, and it, it's gonna make them it's gonna make them feel that much better when we do when you do that in the middle. You know, when you do that with them, they just all oh, feel the burn in my stomach. You know, so you want something that. You want me to recommend something that people could feel burned in their stomach? Okay. Um, because I know plenty of them, but it yeah. doesn't. It's not. It's not good for people like them because they're sitting in the desk all day long, and they we don't right. want them in flexion too much. Right, right. And we know that that's the burn. Right. The only move that you can do that obviously that pretty much burns. Right, right. And so, um, and we because we both know that those are like not gonna help them get abs for the most part. You know? Right, right. I mean, I like. Um, I like I, I do like mountain climbers with the sliders slow ones mm-hmm. um, get your knee up to your chest but mm-hmm. without relaxing like when you bring your knee up to your chest just get up to 90 degrees right, yeah. uh, keep the pelvis tucked those are my favorite uh, for for core stability and we're not in too much of like flexion mm-hmm. uh, and crunching movement uh, I like hollow holds mm-hmm. where you have the arms and legs raised up um, and you can do some toe touches as well Mm-hmm. Um, so they're reaching out for the toes and then lowering their legs and their arms. You know, uh, it's funny. It's funny you say hollow yeah, holds. So yeah. like, on uh, you know, I we collaborated and trained the same guy. Right. So when I looked at the program of hollow holds, I have no idea what the hell this is. Yeah. I don't know what hollow hold is. Yeah, yeah. I was like looking at it. And I was like, I don't know what this is. Yeah. I'm gonna skip this. <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty much when you have your legs and arms up and your back is flat. Like a dead bug, basically. Kind of like a dead bug, yeah. But it's just uh, yeah. But your arms are, legs are out, stretched out. Oh, that's okay, a hollow okay, hold. Okay, that's okay, a hollow okay, hold. Okay, okay. <laughs> that's a hollow hold. I mean, I guess people have different names for it, but right, yeah, yeah, that's what I call a hollow hold. Oh, okay, I was like, what the hell? Yeah, is that's this? a hollow hold. And then, like, in order to make that a little more difficult, I'll add in like the uh, medicine ball. You do like toe touches, so you right. reach up yeah. and you extend it back again. So those are good ones. I mean, if you, that's good. Definitely, you gonna feel the burn from from those already. Mm-hmm. Um, like to feel the burn. <laughs> yeah, there's like, like there's never that there's not many non cruncher exercises where you can feel the burn. I mean, like you can do your anti extension stuff, anti rotational stuff, but you're never gonna really I guess feel the burn unless you unless you do like a lot of a lot of those stuff in terms of anti extension and anti uh flexion mm-hmm. and you know how to control your your pelvis and your ribs right, very yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, for the most part like doing a, a payload press or doing like a, a like a chop it's like yeah, yeah. it's not aesthetically gonna help you for the most part I mean yeah I mean it's it, <laughs> I mean functionally yeah it's gonna it's gonna be good for you mm-hmm. right it's gonna keep you stable for for a lot of movements you do in the future but right. um, in terms of vanity and a lot of people who want to build their mid, midsection so this goes out to a lot of the uh, man, we've been going a long time for this podcast <laughs> but uh, let's finish up here but uh, this for a lot of skinny people yeah. Payoff presses, in my opinion, payoff presses like that, planks is never gonna help you get a six pack. Like, yeah, no. For people who are like very skinny, very low body fat percentage, and they don't see any abs at all, like you need to do crunches, you need to do some type of flexion mm-hmm. and build your rectus abdominis. Right. Um, and then of course add in payoff presses, add in pharma carries, add in those stuff to help build stability. But do your crunches, do your flexion mm-hmm. um, to help build that muscle. Right, yeah. If you want vanity, yeah, this yeah. Thing, you want yeah, you want that six pack. Right, yeah. I just hate crunches for the most part. You I hate, hate crunches. I hate them so much. Yeah, I mean, 
I do them right now just because I, I need to for bodybuilding. Right. But, yeah. I uh, mean, for like I said, for you, for uh, for you, it's fine because you're not. Um, you understand that um, you are uh, you are aware of your own body. Your own, your own body. Right, you right, know right. when you start right. to go into flexion too much, then yeah, okay, like this is not good. You, right, know, right. you don't want to be like that. So. Um, Yes, that's understandable. You're doing it for a specific reason, but right. most of the people we deal with, and most people who come to the gym who are not us, they have jobs or they're inflection all day long. Yeah, and it can cause. Makes sense. Yeah, it can cause a lot of you know this injuries maybe in the past, right, right. which you want to try and avoid for the most part. Yeah, it's just you know. Yeah, if you're listening and you have a desk job, uh, avoid your crunches. Yeah. Um, stick to what we were talking about, like do your planks, do your mountain climbers, uh, do those hollow holds. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once you get comfortable enough where you could build some stability, maybe add in a couple crunches here and there. But yeah. your, your farmer carries and single carries, like, that's going to help you really. That's really all you need, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you could do those for, like, very heavy weight, um, they're great for conditioning and building your core strength. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. Yeah, and yeah I, think that, I think that's it for it in terms of, like, if you want to build your core. Right, yeah. For a lot of people. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for the most part, I think we've covered everything as far as, like, efficiency in the gym. Yeah, so let's recap mm-hmm. so everyone understand. Uh, have some type of movement where you can learn and be better at. I think, uh, and also like, uh, if you want to be really efficient, learn how to do your power cleans. Learn how to do a lot of the explosive movements. Mm-hmm. Uh, learn how to do complexes mm-hmm. with kettlebells. Right. Learn how to do your swings. Learn how to do your push presses. Right. Um, swings for sure. Snatches. Yeah. yeah, I think those are like probably your most efficient when it comes to building muscle um, losing fat and uh, also building stability mm-hmm. and also building power right right I think those are probably be your best exercises and then incorporate your normal stuff right like uh, in, in a circuit like mm-hmm. a dumbbell press into a single arm row mm-hmm. into let's say for you for your client would be spin into a the spin bike to mm-hmm. do some cardio right or you could add in a core exercise after that right um, yeah. so whatever works best for you and for that, um, for those selection of exercises, when it comes to try setting, quad setting, or even have five exercises, mm-hmm. exercise at a time, uh, just be aware of which exercise you're choosing, and it's not too taxing when you're doing those uh, three, four, five exercises at a time. Mm-hmm. Keep your exercise that's most taxing or most difficult, I would say, mm-hmm. as just one exercise. I think you do agree with me that um, for a lot of people, they should just keep the power clean by itself right, like, yeah, yeah, keep yeah. like that unless it's really, really, skis, really uh, keep squats yeah. if, you do, if you're using squats as your main power movement keep that by itself right yeah. if, it, yeah. if you, this is really really light you can add in as a complex yeah but if you if it's heavy and you're just not learning it then yeah, no, yeah. no you don't don't superset with anything yeah, nothing no. at all yeah it's gonna it. take a little more time but you feel like you're, you're gonna feel like you're not burning as many calories you feel like you're not sweating but trust me in the long run it's gonna it's gonna help you tremendously right. um I think when people superset a lot of that stuff and they're not focusing on learning that movement, mm-hmm. uh, they end up just, their form breaks down and um, eventually when they increase that load, increase that weight, like, uh, it's not going to help them in the long run. They might just lead to injury. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. For sure. So those are things we recommend uh, in terms of, like, how you could be efficient in the gym and how you could just burn the most amount of calories and make your cardio vascular work not so boring I guess right. so when you do your treadmill like we said before you have 20 minute interval break it into fives and do s- stuff in between mm-hmm. um, if you want to do sprints do a sprint and then do something else right afterwards Don't you don't have to do all sprints right away mm-hmm. um, keep it 
refreshing, keep it fun for yourself, and I think that's how you be efficient in the gym. If you could be, if you could have be having fun in the gym, then you could be efficient in the gym, mm-hmm. and you could find working out more enjoyable instead of it being a chore. Right. All right. So hope you guys enjoyed that episode. We'll conclude it here. This was a longer one. Right. Um, if you guys have any questions, comment. Uh, please feel free to DM us in the Instagram and also leave a comment on the, on the podcast application. Right. We'll see you guys in the next episode.